Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 51 in the book of Acts. We're in the middle of a story about a man named Simon who is allegedly a new believer, and we're going to find out today what happens when he messes up. Now, there is some controversy whether he was a believer or not, or just said he was, but I'm going to argue from the point that I think he was. Obviously, only God knows, but there's still stuff to learn either way. Now, he was a magician, and we don't mean by that like sleight of hands and, you know, cutting ladies in half in the box. We're talking about practicing the dark arts. Uh, This is nefarious and evil, and um, he was, in addition to that, saying he was somebody great. And yesterday we asked the question, is what happens when your greatness or theoretical so-called greatness is swallowed up by true greatness. Now, all the, one of the things that's nefarious about him, in addition, is that people people paid attention to him, they idolized him, and they were amazed at him. So theoretically, then he becomes a believer. So what happens when sinful people become Christians? Answer is they mess up. That is, the road to salvation might be quick, but the road to sanctification, to holiness, to walking with the Lord, that's a much longer process. So here we go. This is from Acts chapter 8, verse 13. So we're going to jump in right when he believes. Verse 13, even Simon himself believed. And after being baptized, he continued with Philip. And seeing signs and great miracles performed, he, Simon, was amazed. And then we're going to go back to the ranch in Jerusalem. Now, when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that, in, that Samaria, about 40 miles away, had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John. So the Jerusalem church is still maintaining uh, organization and ultimate authority. So here come Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, when Simon saw that the Holy Spirit that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, <laughs> saying, "Give me this power also, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit." But Peter said to him, and then just listen to this rebuke. It's pretty harsh. May your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. For you have neither part nor lot in this manner, for your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness of yours and pray to the Lord that, if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. And Simon answered, Pray for me to the Lord, that nothing what you have said may come upon me. And that's the last we hear of Simon. Now when they had testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel to many villages of the Samaritans. All right, so we start the story with Simon believing and being baptized and continuing with Philip and being amazed. All those things, at least in my opinion, markers of genuine Christianity. Now, the church 
Philip is up there in in uh, Samaria, and they send Peter and John, and the Spirit is given through the laying on of hands. Now, verse 18, when Simon sees that the Spirit is given through the laying on of hands, he offered them money. Now, my first question is, how much money? A dollar? Ten thousand dollars? A million dollars? Everything he had? Uh, maybe he... Uh, wanted to spread the kingdom and spread the Holy Spirit, but it, but Peter's rebuke says no. Listen to Peter's rebuke. May your silver perish with you. You thought you could obtain the gift of God. So think about the guy's internal soul. His thinking is wrong. Your heart is not right before God. You have no part in this matter. There's wickedness inside of you that is in need of repentant repentance. And the intents of your heart needs to be forgiven. Also, inside inside you, there's this gall of bitterness. That is, in your guts, you're producing bitter fluid, and you're in the bond of sin. Now, that doesn't sound any different to me than most people that become Christians. That is, after you become a believer, there's a whole lot of sanctification and a holiness that needs to be uh, exercised. And I, and I I like how he responds. And after this tremendous rebuke by Peter, he's, he doesn't fight. He There's no excuses. There's no rebuttal. There's no reattack. There's no reviling. You know, when someone says something bad about you, your first inclination is to attack them. And there's no attacking here. He recognizes his authority. He doesn't attack it. And he asks Peter to, to pray to the Lord this may not come true. So the conclusions today. How about your thoughts? How about your intents? How about your heart? Maybe they're not right before God, even after you become a believer, i.e., like every believer, that a new Christian that I've ever met. Is there anything in need of forgiveness that needs to be worked through in the young Christians or medium Christians or old Christians' lives? Of course God is doing an inventory of our thoughts and our hearts and our intent. And guess what? Some ugly stuff, some wickedness is going to come about and certain bondage to certain fins, sins. Maybe his was pride or attention seeking or uh, wanting to be you know, important. But what I hear with this guy, Simon, is I hear that he has... Uh, he has access, that is, he continues with the word and with leaders. He, an allegation is made against him. He recognizes their authority. He assesses what they say. And then it sounds like at the end, he's correctable. So I think those are all really great steps and could be applied to everybody. Access, allegation, authority, assessment, and then correctability. In other words, he repents. So if you're a new believer or a medium believer or an old believer, God knows your hearts. He's assessing, and we have to assess whether he's right. Trust me, he is. And I think we have a lot to learn, that we can assess what is what the Spirit is saying within our, in, in our souls, and then we can be uh, correctable. So I like Simon. I like him as a new believer. I think he messes up, and then I think he uh, walks the right path, and I think He's a great example for the rest of us. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.